Why are you starting a Twitch channel? Or launching a podcast? Why does the world need the song that you're thinking of releasing on Spotify? And all those paintings you made, where are they taking you? And hey, tell me, if someone came across your photography, would they feel like it's a treasure? Is it so powerful that they'd wish that they could be your best friend? Are you an aspiring writer because you think it's cool? Or because you have something to say that might elevate someone else? When I ask people these questions, they either stutter or... Or they give me the same rehearsed answer that they give everyone else in self-defense. And I let them get away with it. But you? Never. In this episode, I want to ask you three little questions that as an artist, you should be able to answer in your sleep. Today we are reading from the Book of Purpose. You are listening to Make Art Not Content, brought to you by The Mystery School. The Mystery School? What's that? The Mystery School is an online program that helps creatives all over the world conquer the biggest obstacle they face, themselves. Enroll today at makeartnotcontent.com. First question, where do you and your art fit in? Have you found a way to communicate that sets you apart from everyone else? Do you have a signature style? Do you have a name for that style? Have people started copying you? In other words, what is your artistic identity? No one becomes undeniable without having an artistic identity. Do you think someone like Drake built his identity and the identity of a whole city by accident? That was when we were truly hell-bent on, we're going to have our own sound that sounds like our city, and it's going to be dark, and it's going to be moody, <laughs> and it's going to sound like how cold it feels outside. Artistic identity is your artistic style and your personal style mashed together. When people can sense that you're an artist from a million miles away, that's a good sign. When people can pick your art among everyone else's art, that's an even better sign. Here's director Quentin Tarantino talking about his artistic style. Your unique storytelling, what led you to constructing that sort of back and forth, nonlinear style? I'd read novels, and in a novel, you can start in the middle of the story. They're doing something, and it's just moving in the forward momentum of what they're doing that's taking place in the here and now. But now it comes to chapter three, and chapter three happened two years before. Right. I always thought if you did it the way they did it in novels, that would be inherently cinematic. To become the artist you want to become, you'll have to create two works of art. The art itself, and the art you make of your life. But as you figure that out, let me ask you the next question. What is your artistic vision? What journey is your body of work taking us on? Does all your art belong to a cohesive narrative? Are you building a world? Are you legacy-minded? To be a capital A artist, you can't just be painting whatever or releasing music just because you can. You need to have a vision. So this is like a fresh start for me. It's just me now here. And instead of like all these different instruments, it's just going to be beats, strings, and voice. voice. A strong artistic vision goes against whatever the popular thinking is at the moment. But it also presents the world with a new narrative of what's possible. 
It's your artistic vision that makes people want to see what you do next. It has to be bold. It has to be something that you're passionate about that most other people aren't passionate about yet. I was like, I want to do a song that has reggaeton and jazz. Right. Like both. I feel like it can, it can make sense. And they were looking at me I was like I was crazy. They were like, nah, this is not going to work. And literally I asked them, can you, can you try some stuff like this in this direction? Mm. Nothing. Nothing on the table, nothing. I just went to the piano. Da, 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 da. I started uh, improvising a little bit. I found the riff. And then I was like, okay, let's distort this. Let's put some distortion. Let's make it sound uh, tougher. The last question I want to ask you is this. What's your message? What are you trying to say with your art? Is there a specific community that your art speaks to? Is your art directly or indirectly helping to create a better world for your people? Are you giving people hope with your art? Are you opening up doors for those who look like yourself? Like Zadie Smith, who with every book she writes is trying to show the importance of the spiritual, non-utilitarian parts of our lives. That's my business, along with a lot of other artists, that we're in the kind of business of caring for that part that practical life doesn't allow for. You know, that whatever you want to call that, that existential part of our lives is what I'm concerned with. Or Gigi Allen, whose only goal with his music was to prevent the youth from falling into the hands of conformity. When you come to my show, you're going to a war. And I'm out for violence, chaos, lawlessness all the way. I don't care about anybody or anything except for my mission. Because the real true nonconformist children in this country are sick and tired of their parents, their schools, their people force-feeding them what to do. I am the answer. When they listen to my lyrics and they listen to my songs, what you see is what you get. When I wake up tomorrow morning, I'll still smell the same way. I'll still look the same way. This is not a show. This is not an act. I am that guy. I am the king. I am the messiah. I rule the rock and roll underground. I'm bringing us to a revolution against the government, against the police, against any form of society that is trying to put us down and restrict us in any way, shape, or manner. You cannot conform. Do you have that much conviction in what you do? Don't worry. It's not hopeless. Consider this moment like a fork in the road, where either path you choose will have a price you'll have to pay. If you take path number one and you keep going along with no message, no artistic vision, and without making any attempts to carve out a place for yourself in the world, you can still be very successful. But the price you'll have to pay is that you'll only ever be seen as a commodity to the audience and to your managers and to your clients and to your peers. In other words, you will be easily replaceable. And instead of getting to work with people interested in your artistic contribution and what you have to say, you'll be stuck working with people who want someone who could do it fast and for the least amount of money. The other path you can take is the path of introspection. And I'm not talking about that eat, pray, love type of soul searching that you've done in the past, though. I'm talking about finding a place of solitude, bringing a bag of Doritos and some chamomile tea, Locking yourself up in a room and telling yourself you're not coming out until you find the answers. Even if that means exploring every uncomfortable corner of your psyche. But here's the thing though. What? The whole time, you have to keep making art. You have to stay in action. 
Real soul searching is about action and introspection. You need both of them feeding off of each other. Have confidence in the process. It'll be astonishing to see what appears. And how do I know for sure that something will appear? Because the mind hates a vacuum. That's why if you have the strength to not settle for the first thing that jumps out at you on day one, allow your mind to unleash all of its resources and graciously give you the liberating answers that you've been waiting for.